I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? So guys, Netflix is getting ready for its first ever global streaming event, and they're pulling out all the stops. This Saturday, March 4th, the streaming giant will air its first live stand-up special, Chris Rock Selective Outrage, along with just-announced live pre- and post-shows. The pre-show will kick off at 6.30 p.m. with live commentary from fellow comics and messages from Rock's famous pals, including Amy Schumer and Jerry Seinfeld. And later in the evening, comedians David Spade and Dana Carvey will emcee the post-show with guests such as J.B. Smoove, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, of all people. Wow. Rock will go live from Baltimore at 7 p.m., so definitely worth checking that out. Uh, live on Netflix this Saturday. Wow, so he's doing a live stand-up special. This isn't something that he recorded uh, months ago. Wow. That would be uh, that would be also, yeah, not be called live, yes. Yeah, no, but that's, well, I just didn't know if they were saying, hey, it's <laughs> well, you know, first no, it's time it's first, being aired. No, it's and, the first time that Netflix has ever streamed anything live, ever. Wow, that is super cool. So if it crashes, people are going to go nuts. Yeah. So pretty interesting, because I believe that Chris Rock was out with Kevin Hart and the two of them were touring for a while together. And, you know, they won't let you bring a phone into these shows because, you know, they don't want you to take the material anywhere with you. Um, and I had heard that they were filming in, um, in Brooklyn at um, Barclays Center earlier this summer. So I, this is cool. Live event. I like the pre-show hype. I like the post-show hype. Now, you say it's Saturday. What time, Linz? Yep. Uh, the pre-show starts at 6.30. 6.30 Pacific or Eastern, do you know? Pacific. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. It's 6.30 Saturday. Now, you see, I may not have watched a Jake Paul fight. I may not have gotten to Cocaine Bear yet. I may not have been to the theater to see Brady for 80 or whatever it's called. But Saturday Saturday night, Chris You're Rock in. live event. I'm putting it on my calendar right now. What about your Calendly? No, no. My Calendly I'm not using. I'm using just my straight-up Google calendar right So that means right Rachel now. will not watch it? No, Rachel um, is doing a girls' weekend, and my son is coming home from college for spring break. So this is like right up our alley. Ah, what a weekend I got coming up! It's only Monday. Is it like, like, like father son bro weekend. Total bro weekend. That's awesome. I'm putting Ooh, it right here. Bond. Okay, I'm and I'm even writing it in bro weekend. Chris Rock, <laughs> Netflix. I actually think it's fun. brilliant, uh, to be honest with you. Now, I, I they just better hope everybody can watch this because, yeah. again, the biggest thing that people complain about with live events, and we see it with sports all the time, is, oh, my God, the thing crashed or I can't get it to log on or whatever. You know, like people go nuts with that stuff. So I, I since they've never done it, man, I, I just hope gutsy. for their sake it goes well. Yeah, gutsy. And it's not like a little like soft rollout of this. Right. This is like huge. Yeah, right. They didn't start off with, you know, somebody much smaller than Chris Rock. Hey, let's do this under the radar and make sure it all works, you know? Right. No, they're going for it big time. So, all right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. 
Uh, all right, so if you're just tuning in, there's bad news today. It is like a bad news Monday, okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. LeBron got hurt yesterday, as everyone saw, played through it, uh, looked all good, right? We were like, all right, LeBron, good job. Yeah, we're there. No problem. We're good. He did kind of tough it out, too, to the point where you thought, like, you know, if he was able to say it popped and he said it three times and then get up and play and finish, he'll be all right. Yeah, it was on adrenaline, and he also clearly had the trainers working on him every time out. Like, there was no question about that. Um and then Sharania reported initially that he would be missing significant time. Uh, now, Woj just followed up with, uh, I want to make sure I have the verbiage correct, uh, several weeks with a right foot injury. Meanwhile, he already he still has the left foot injury, by the way. I love these reports. You know, like a guy like Sham Sharania. I don't know Sham Sharania, okay? I mean, other than knowing him on Twitter and, you know, occasionally when I might run into him on television, wherever that might be. Um, but I know he's a very well-respected uh, NBA insider, right? But the way he, and you had read it earlier, George, the way he reported it was like, LeBron miraculously made it through the rest of the game. When he uses a word like miraculously, it makes me think to myself, okay, so this is what LeBron's team decided to do. They decided to call Shams after LeBron put out the Instagram post of his foot. They used, utilized, however you want to phrase it, Shams's audience so hey we're giving this one to you this time maybe the next time we'll give it to Dave McMiniman maybe the next time we'll give it to Woj because when he uses a word like he miraculously made it through that game like yeah I mean, it was pretty darn impressive a lot of heart a lot of guts a miracle okay but the language kind of gives some things makes me think about some things I'll say that now in the postgame interview LeBron told Katie George who was the sideline reporter in that game mm-hmm um, that he thought he stepped on Dwight Powell's foot. But if you actually watch the game, the the right foot didn't touch anything. It was like non-contact, which is why I thought it was bad from the beginning, which I was stunned that he played. Now, I don't know if it was a miracle, you know, like turning water into wine, uh, you know what I mean? But it was, it was I, I, I was stunned because I'm like, oh, that's, I when I was watching it at the gym, I was watching it and I turned to somebody in there with me and I said, I said, oh, did you see that? That looked terrible, like non-contact. And like, yeah, yeah. And then I saw him tie his shoelaces and keep going. I was like, really? I'm like, okay. So it was pretty impressive that he did finish the game. There's no doubt about that. Listen, it is impressive when guys do what you just said, play on adrenaline. When Patrick Mahomes gets hurt and you think he's done and he still finds a way in the frigid temperatures – you're like, wow, how, how'd he do that? And then in the Super Bowl, you see him get hurt, and you're like, oh, he's done. Philly's going to win this thing. And then he comes out and he plays, I mean, 10 times better on adrenaline. So, and by the way, check me on this, but wasn't Patrick Mahomes at this game yesterday in Dallas? He was, yeah. He was there with his wife. I mean, I'm just watching this over and over again. And LeBron's down and everybody's like, oh, no, no, no. And there he is, just, just writhing in pain, Punching down on the floor. I heard it pop. Oh, yeah. No, no. I heard it pop. Yep. I heard it. But then he looks over to the bench. I heard it pop. So, gutsy? Yes. Was the entire Laker team yesterday showing a ton of heart down 27 points and winning that game? Absolutely. And, George, as much as this makes everybody think, well, that's it. Without LeBron, toast. I look at it completely differently. Opportunity has arrived for Anthony Davis. Now, oh, okay. does he have what it takes? That's the question. Don't know that yet. You, what do you think? 
I mean, it's definitely his time, you know? Come on, man. Jeez. I mean, See, they've had pretty terrible luck, but I mean, what, what do you mean, come on, geez? What do you want? I'm just looking at guys on, on, uh, on Twitter. You know, LeBron has become the king of missing games. Time to call it. Come on. Like, are you going to give up right now? Wait, and the other thing is, like, you're really going to blame the guy because he blew a tire on his foot? Like, what do you, like, what do you want him to do? I mean, Carry, like, that's like, not the, something. The, the team of dudes, just random dudes for the whole first half of the season. Like, come right. on. Like, I mean, what do you, what do you expect him? Like, like I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know what people expected out of him. Like, you know, I've been trying to tell you the whole season. Like, he can't keep up this pace. It's not going to work. It's going to be bad for him physically. And here we are. So he's not doing it on purpose like Anthony Davis. Like the other day when we were in studio and I was talking about like people who are ripping Anthony Davis for being hurt, being hurt. Like you think Anthony Davis wants to be hurt? I don't know that Anthony Davis wants to be hurt. I mean, and I don't know. LeBron doesn't want to be. Nobody wants to be hurt. Right. Um, But listen, sometimes again. You always say future industry, past injury, blah, blah, blah. Wait, future industry? That's right. And past the industry. The biggest predictor of future injury is past injury. Yeah, that. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes guys are hurt. And when they're hurt, they play through it. And then there are other times where guys are just, it's its serious. It's a major injury. And I'm not, I'm not able to play through that. And watching LeBron last night or yesterday afternoon in that game, I'm thinking... All right, he twisted his ankle, but he's still playing. So he's probably not that bad. And then watching him after the game, I'm sure you saw the same video where he's walking through the tunnel of the arena and he's limping. But it still didn't look that bad, really. It looked like it was sore. Right. And then today, I mean, this this whole extended period of time, several weeks, just looking at the schedule, that... He misses twelve games. I, I actually look if it's this if it's the so bad where everyone is telling you he's missing several weeks. The fact he did play again, not water into wine, miraculous, but pretty damn impressive. No, yeah, I mean George, he's he's a world class athlete who has he's been also carrying almost forty years old. So people need right. to chill, lay off LeBron. Jeez, oh Nobody. man, you can't you can't compare him to Anthony Davis because LeBron takes impeccable care of his body like right LeBron didn't start breaking down until he got here when he was in his mid 30s basically like Anthony Davis been breaking down since he was in his 20s yeah but when you say differences but but when you're asking about you know was it impressive what he did yesterday yeah he's tough you know like like I I keep mentioning Patrick Mahomes he's tough too right I'm Justin Herbert this year I mean he had a punctured rib or whatever it was guy never missed time he's tough too I mean these guys are world-class athletes who will give up their own bodies to keep on playing for their team. Impressive? Sure. Sure. Um, and, and is it more impressive now because we know that he's going to miss an extended period of time? I don't know if I consider it more impressive, per se. Really? Like, I like, consider it more uh, more impressive. I considered it more impressive when I saw Patrick Mahomes when I saw what he was dealing with and he played through that thing. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, that's impressive. But the difference is, is that Mahomes got hurt, came back the following week. Now it's a week off, and then he came back and he played in the Super Bowl and got hurt again and still got the job done. We we got to get LeBron back right. as fast but as I, possible. But again, the, 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 the athletic toll on quarterback position to running 94 feet up and down is different, though. 
I mean, in the in the case of Patrick Mahomes, that guy moves around about as much as anybody. Yeah, but come on. It's not the same torque that you have to put on your body. All right, I, I will leave that to you and the sports scientists. Uh, um, you want me to call? Who was that? Brankus. You want me to call Brankus? Sure. Have Brankus come on. Sports science? I love that guy. I love that whole bit that they used to do. He, he lives that. in L.A. He might be. You know, yeah. We may be able to get him. We could very easily get him. I'll call Let me him. see if I have his numbers. Though. I do. I'm sure I have his number. Brankus. I just wouldn't have even known his name. But yeah, now that John you mention Brankus. it. I'll find it. I'll find John it right here, Brinkus. right now. Here, Brinkus. Lindsay, I'm going to text you uh, John Brinkus's number. Yeah, get, get okay. sports science guy on. See if he can do anything off the top. I don't even know if he still works for us. <laughs> or if he's still in sports science of any kind. I mean, whatever. Maybe yeah. you get a hold of him and he goes, hey, listen, guys, I don't do that anymore. Thanks anyway. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out of sports science <laughs> these days. Hey, we wanted uh, you to compare Patrick Mahomes' injury to LeBron's injury and tell us who's tougher. He's yeah. like, hey, guys, I gave up on the whole sports science thing a couple <laughs> years ago. Thanks anyway. I already sold the business, actually. Right. Thanks anyway. He's a new guy. I'll give you that guy's number. <laughs> uh, all right. Coming up next, uh, Charles Barkley sounds off on KD, and Charles really needs to lay off KD. And Listen, I agree. I'll, actually, I don't agree a lot with Charles. And I'm, oh, I'm okay with Charles getting on KD about Golden State, but he needs to stop with this whole Phoenix thing. So Devin Booker is shot back. We'll get into that. Uh, the Luka Kyrie thing is a disaster. We haven't even talked about that part of the game yesterday. Let's get into all that stuff coming up next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Does it? I doesn't want to make me do any of those things. I mean, I got to be honest, you know, I'm not into country music. I'm just not into it. Me neither. It's not my thing. Yeah. And it doesn't mean like I haven't gone to a couple of these country music shows and seen some of the big name acts. I'm just not really into it. Yeah, not my thing either. I wasn't. And now I'm kind of okay with it. It grew on me. Yeah, what do you like? Well, mine is a little bit more commercialized. Like, I love Kane Brown. Jason Aldean is good. But unfortunately, when I worked at, well, not unfortunately, but when I worked at Apple Music, that's the station that I was on, the country one. Oh, really? So I would just hear the same music over and over. And so it grows on you. Mm-hmm. Love me some Garth Brooks. I'm going to go Ooh, see him in, in Vegas. So He's doing a residency there this summer. But you see, Garth Brooks, though, is like, at this stage, isn't he like he's like old school country now? He, he's yeah. yeah, but he's a great. He's so good live. He's oh, I love Garth live. Yeah. You know when when he sang that song, "Calling Down to Baton Rouge" at mm-hmm. LSU Stadium, mm-hmm. they said that the crowd was so loud it registered as an earthquake. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm excited yeah, to I mean, see him. Garth Brooks is like to me like poppy country, you know, like back in the day. 
I knew all of his songs. I knew all the lyrics. Well, it's not no. like he's had a whole lot of hits since back in the day. No, I mean, I, I well, he hasn't I, produced any new music. Right. right, he doesn't need to, though, you know? Yeah, no, no he's I, got a long enough catalog, a big enough catalog, yeah. Yeah, and don't don't waste our time with new stuff that we don't want to hear. You know, play the hits, pal. Oh, yeah, for sure, especially in concert. Nobody, I mean, I, I it's funny, like, I go to concerts, like, the last time I went to, we were talking about the... The Hollywood Bowl. The last time I went to see Depeche Mode was at the Hollywood Bowl. And like the first 30 minutes or so, 20, 30 minutes, they're playing whatever's from their new album, like the couple singles that are they're going to drop. And then that's it. And then they get right into what everybody wants. And that's it. Like to me, that's fine. I have no issue with that. You want to play a few minutes of your new stuff? Okay, cool. But make sure that, you know, the other 75% of the show is what everybody wants to hear. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. I mean, listen, I'll tell you guys right now, and I know I've, I've probably talked about this, but this past summer when I was uh, up at the Ohana Festival and Eddie Vedder was playing, and he had this all-star lineup of, of musicians on stage with him, for, you know, all the big stars of, of, you know, this genre, I'm like, yo, Ed, I, I want to hear Pearl Jam songs, you know? And it's just, it's not the same. Like, don't hit me with, with a bunch of songs I don't want to hear. So, anyway, all right. So, Jason Aldean. I don't know. I don't know his stuff. I, I mean, I know who he is. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean if just... you said to me, Jason Aldean, I'd go, who he play for? You know? But in... <laughs> That's what you'd say? Speaking yeah, but... of which, so let's yeah. get to Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley um, has not stopped going in on KD. So he was on first take today, actually, Chuck was, uh, with Stephen A. And let me hear what he had to say about KD now. This is the problem. Kevin, Kevin gets mad at me when I point this out. If you go back and look at LeBron who I really admire and respect. He said this. I did not say this. He says, I had to win a championship without Dwayne to get old heads respect. Kobe Bryant said this too. He says, I have to win a championship without Shaq to get these old heads off my back. <laughs> I, I hold Kevin Durant to the same criteria. Mm. I don't care what the media says. I don't care what the fan says. I'm talking about old guys like myself who went through the trenches. Kevin Durant going to have to before. Hey, hey he's all-time great. But when it comes to being mentioned with some of these other guys, he's going to have to win a championship where he's the leader of the team and he's the best player. That's the standard I hold him to. If he want to be on a level with LeBron and Kobe and those guys, he going to have to be the best player as the leader. Um, look, I, I get that. But I think that you can make the case that certainly wasn't going to happen with the Warriors. But Phoenix is a team with a 37-year-old Chris Paul. And Devin Booker is a, a great player. Don't get me wrong. But he's not Dwayne Wade. You know what I mean? He's not Steph Curry. <laughs> like, he's not any of these guys that Charles is referencing, you know? Yeah, but, you know, listen, when Charles says that, you know, he's going to hold him to a standard where, you know, you play on a championship team and you're the best player and you're the leader, I mean, if you really look back at those Warriors teams, I mean, he was the best player and he was the leader. I mean, I know it's true. I No, he I wasn't the leader. He was the best player. But let me There's I a difference. That, okay, the criticism that I had is the same that Chuck has, which is you join somebody else's team. Mm -hmm. It's the same criticism that everybody had for LeBron when he went to Miami. You were in Cleveland. You didn't get it done. You went and joined somebody else's team. You won a championship. Right, but he was also he also became the best player on the team and the most important player on the team, which, which I didn't get that. Right, but 
But here's the thing, like step yeah, yes, he what he did eventually become the leader okay, uh, so on that team. Okay. Right, and so, I can so tell you because I was there every day. I know you were there. I got it. But what but, I'm saying but is... But with the Warriors, that was not the case, which is why Charles has a point. But, like, I don't know, man. Like Because Steph was the leader of the team. Or, and or the, you might, and you arguably might argue, the best player, too. Right. Or you would argue Draymond was the leader. I mean, listen. Right. Bob, but, but my point is that you can make the argument the other guy was the best player, too, like, in that scenario. Look, all, all it comes down to is this. But not in Phoenix. You okay, can't but, argue that Kevin Durant isn't the best player. But here's here's Charles who says, and he says it like this: "You'll never get the respect from the old heads like us." Well, then, if you're Kevin Durant, you might have to ask yourself this question: Do I give a rat's ass? Oh, you hear that? You hear that? Why do we? Why do we always go to the like? If the lo- is the lowest form of ass the rats? I believe that it might be. Okay, I'm just curious. <laughs> it may, George. It may very well be. Why not a snake's ass? It slithers or, on the ground. Uh, you know, or or some you know some other sort of tulchus for right. that matter. Yeah, you know. But I don't know. Like rat's ass is just like a fun phrase to say. I think it is a you fun know? phrase. There's no question about that. So so if you're Kevin Durant, you got to ask yourself. Back to the question: Do I give a rat's tulchus? He does. Yeah. No, he doesn't about care. what Charles Barkley thinks. I don't about think he cares me. at all. No, 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 he doesn't. Yeah, which is funny. Because Charles keeps preaching this same thing, which is guys like me will never respect guys like you because our perception is you've never been able to do it on your team. You've always had to leave and go do it on somebody else's team. And what these young guys would say to the old heads, especially Charles Barkley in this case, hey, bro, um, I'd rather have my rings than have the same number of rings you have. Right, because those were your teams, and you were the best player, and you were the leader. And how many you got? Right. So I, I, I mean, if you're Kevin Durant, you got to ask yourself: Do I even care? Because I probably would not if I were him. W- would you? Probably or would not. it? Bo- would the noise bother you? Well, Kevin Durant seems like a very sensitive guy to begin with. He seems like everything bothers him. Anytime somebody's talking about him, he seems bothered. So you might be getting in his head, but I don't know why. I don't know why Charles pushes this agenda i mean is it i don't think KD cares i think he just likes to troll people and that's why he like goes at like i saw he responded to this like someone tweeted out this clip and he was like show me the article where lebron said that show me the article where kobe said that like he's just trying to mess with them i don't think he really cares i think he just likes to like mess with people he's always been like that he's funny on twitter i don't know why charles thinks that that he cares i mean he'll never get my respect okay so he won't I'm 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 making thirty five, forty, fifty million dollars a year playing ball. I got my jewelry already. You know, I'm I'm my my position in the history of the game is is long solidified. You know, I'd like to win a little bit more, but okay. So what what I'm gonna be bothered because you don't like the fact that I've joined other people's teams? And by the way, if Kevin Durant can't admit that, then he's just lying to himself because Charles is telling the truth. And that's what he did. He joined everybody else's team. And, you know, you may say, well, hey, look, the Phoenix Suns are, are not what the Golden State Warriors were. No, okay, they're not. But they still have one of the best players in Chris Paul, at least, you know, historically speaking, meaning he's had a great career. And Devin Booker, when healthy, is one of the true superstars of the league. So you're joining their team that was in the finals two years ago. Yeah, but to, to Devin Booker's point, the only all-star on that team is KD. So I don't think that it's a super team by any means. 
only all-star this year? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the, Chris Paul's not been an all-star. Well, he's not an, an all-star. I, I don't know. He is he really like an all-star anymore? I mean, Devin Booker's not an all-star because he, he didn't go to the all-star year. game? Yeah, because he he's hurt. this year. Well, you know, he was busy playing golf down in Cabo over the last couple, you know, over the all-star break. So you I, know, just think, I agree with George that it's kind of a stretch to call them a super team. They're not a super team by any stretch of the imagination. Get out of here with that. No, but everybody thinks that combining forces, they're all automatically the favorite but, to win the West. Yeah, but isn't that what every everybody does nowadays? Like, when's the last time you had a team win the NBA finals like that wasn't a team of, like, two or three superstars? That's how it is now. Like, they're all like that. Every team is like that. So so why is it such a big deal now? Well, because it, KD's listen, doing it. Well, because cause generally speaking, because the old guys don't really love KD. You know, they don't I, think I don't he's... Don't think he's very respectful towards the old guys. I don't get it. And uh, he shouldn't care. He really shouldn't care. I mean, he shouldn't. You're no cap. You're right. Don't get me wrong. You're right. But it seems like the noise does a, a at least annoy him. Is what I would say. Well, I mean, Chuck will use any platform to get it out there. You know, TNT's not enough. I mean, now they're talking about Chuck doing his own show on CNN with Gail King. You know, from the CBS Early Show. I feel like uh, that's like overload of Chuck. Chuck's just everywhere. You know, hey, Chuck, Chuck calls Stephen A. Hey, Stephen A., I want to come on the show and I want to rip KD. And Stephen A's like, hell to the yeah, let's do it. That's smart. Talk <laughs> about the stars. Hell to the yeah. Can, can I get that again one more time? Hell to the yeah. Or can, and then on the flip side, can I get a, one more rat's ass? Like just a, a, a real rat's ass coming from the gut. Okay, let me, let me get it organically. No, I don't want to force it, but I'll use it. Go ahead. I'll get there. Oh, you'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it to come organically. Wait until oh, big okay. deal or no deal. It'll happen. Okay, okay, okay. All right. all right, big deal or no deal. Next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Adonis. All right, guys, so let's get into a little bit of baseball talk here since we kind of skipped over that with the LeBron breaking news. A lot going on this weekend, and especially with the pitchers. Max Scherzer recently did an interview with ESPN where he described pitching under the new major league rules as a, quote, cat and mouse game and said that he feels that he's gained more control than ever. He said, quote, really, the power the pitcher has now, I can totally dictate pace. The rule change of the hitter having only one timeout changes the complete dynamic of the hitter and pitcher I love it. Other pitchers have been saying that they feel the rule, che- the rule change gives the pitchers a definite advantage. Is this a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Uh, it is a big deal. I think the veteran pitchers particularly will be the ones who enjoy this the most, like a Max Scherzer, right? Uh, Verlander, those type of guys, Clayton Kershaw. They can. I think 
Pitchers get flustered when they can't control what's going on in the action because ultimately the if you're a pitcher think about it, you're on an island the entire game you are the most control freak of control freaks uh, of a sport that masquerades itself as a team sport but is truly just an individual sport and no other position um magnifies that more than pitcher so yeah i think it's it, for the guys who have been around for a long time this is going to be a godsend for them i'm going to say no deal today and then I'm probably going to have a different answer in like two or three months. Like when I watch it and I see it and I understand it. You know, right now, you guys tell me, has anybody sat down to watch any spring training baseball yet? I have not sat down to watch it, but I've, I've seen clips. I got my MLB at bat app. Yeah. So like for me, I haven't sat down yet to watch a game. And say, okay, there's all these new rule changes, and I love the chaos, and I love that like baseball insiders hate the chaos. They and, and purists hate the change. I love it all, but I haven't sat down to watch it all quite yet. So I'm, I'll go into the season and go, oh, this is the first time I'm seeing this. Look at this pitch count right here. Oh, okay, right, I didn't see that. So I'll say I'll say no deal today, but I'm reserving the right to change my mind as the season goes on. You always reserve the right to change your mind, Cappy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, speaking of I, that. I, I love it. I, and by the way, I have not watched a full game, Lindsay, uh, or Cappy, or, to answer your question. But I've watched uh, you know, some snippets here and there. I love this. If you're telling me every game is going to be two and a half hours, I will watch and attend way more games. Okay, so on the same note, uh, there was a game yesterday that ended the game. You know, when, when games come down to a final strike, right? And the game ended on the pitch clock. Because once you exceed the time, then mm -hmm. it's a strike, an automatic mm -hmm. strike. And a game ended that way. Like, is that a big deal? Because people were freaking out about it. Like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, I have no problem with it. I have no problem. If How that's the rule, like that? that's if that's the rule, then that's the rule. If that's the rule, enforce it. Good. Do it. Do it in the regular season, too. Do it in the playoffs. How about that? How about that? Game seven of the World Series, yes. bottom of the ninth. Runners on all, you know, bases loaded. Three, Dips. two count. And uh, and and the pitch doesn't go because it went too long. Sorry, also, bro. Or the batter doesn't get into the box in time. Here's one for you guys. What does this do to records? My answer is I don't know. What, what do you mean do records? records? Like, like what do you like, mean? Like you know, a lot of times, like when you're voting on the Cy Young Award, like things like that, or even like historic records, they're based on things like strikeouts. And now, if this pitch clock infraction is counted as an automatic strikeout, like, how does that work when you're doing the records, you know? Like, is so-and-so has, you know, 100 more strikeouts than the other guy, and, you know, 50 of them are from because of a pitch clock infraction or whatever? Like, what does that do to that, you know? I don't know. That pitcher must be doing something right because he got 50 more, 100 yeah, more. I, I, honestly, Lindsay, I don't, I don't think it's going to come down. I don't think it'll boil down to that many, uh, you know, opportunities. I think in spring training it'll happen a ton. Um, but in the regular season, it'll happen some, and it'll actually diminish as time goes by because guys will just get used to it. In the minor leagues, they don't have these issues anymore because they've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. But it's interesting, though, that he thinks that, uh, that Scherzer thinks that the older pitch, like the pitchers have the advantage where Beto made the point last week that the younger players that have the experience with the pitch clock in the minors have the advantage. But We'll see. All right, so next one here. According to Tom Pelissaro of NFL Network, Rams star cornerback Jalen Ramsey is expected to be traded in the coming weeks. 
Multiple reports have linked Ramsey to the Detroit Lions and the Las Vegas Raiders to trade for the six-time Pro Bowler. If Jalen Ramsey went to the Raiders, would it be a big deal or no deal, Sedano? I mean, I, I, is it a big deal already since we've been like kind of talking about it for a while? Like, I, I don't know. But if he I, I went guess... to the Raiders, like, I feel like, you know, the, the Rams or the Raiders is kind of a big deal, no? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, the Raiders desperately need him, so I guess, sure, it would be a big deal because it's them, those two teams, right? I just mean in the sense of, like, we've been discussing that for a while, you know, that he's going to be gone, you know? Yeah, I'm going opposite direction. I mean, seriously, whether it's the Raiders or it's the Dolphins, you know, they trading him is not a big deal right now, in my opinion, because they desperately need a whole bunch of other stuff. You know, George, you argued all season long about about Russell Westbrook. Get rid of him now rather than play it out through the season and get a lot more stuff. That's what the Rams are in the same position. We got a guy who's good. A lot of teams would like to have him. We got to get stuff because we he's a luxury item at this stage. We need a lot, too many other things, like three offensive linemen. So I'm going no deal, even if it's to the Raiders. All right. Uh, next one. Last night... Blazer superstar Dame Lillard scored a career-high 71 points, becoming just the eighth player in league history to score at least 70 points in a game. He's also the second player to do to score 71 points this season, the first being, of course, Cavalier star Donovan Mitchell, Cleveland Alert. <laughs> so kind of a big deal. Also, side note, I thought it was really funny that Dame, or, uh, Donovan Mitchell posted on Twitter that his mom called him last night after the game and said, Dame Lillard just tied your record for 71. Now you got to go out and score 72. So I thought that was funny. Um, but anyway, kind of a big deal. So I'll ask you guys, is Damian Lillard the best player on a non-contending team? Is he the best player on a non-contending team? Let me take a quick look at the standings. Yeah, George, go through some of these non-contending teams for me and then tell me who their biggest star is of each non-contending team. So this way I can make an educated um, opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would probably say yes, is I would say. Because, you know, um, he's a bigger star than Trey Young. He's a bigger star than anybody in Toronto. He's a bigger star than anybody in Washington. He's a bigger star than anybody in Chicago, Indiana. In Orlando, Charlotte, Detroit, certainly. Um, out west, the Jazz. Yeah, they don't have anybody. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, he's better than that than him. Zion, maybe, but I just don't feel like we've seen enough of Zion to like enough body of work to give him that nod over Dame, who's like a surefire Hall of Famer and a top 75 player of all time. So, yes, the answer is yes. Okay, I, I noticed, agree. Yes. Yes. I noticed you didn't mention Cleveland as a non contender. Well, I mean, they're the four seed, aren't they? Like, I can't like yes, summarily I dismiss them. I, that I, I don't know. think they can win a championship, but I, I but con they're a contender. Let they have a home court advantage for God's sake in the first round. Let me dream a little. Yeah, they need a wing. I've been having really weird dreams lately. Um, Even if let me tell you something, if the Cavs just had like someone like I was just watching the Philly game a second ago, if the Cavs had someone. Even like as good as Tobias Harris, they would be like a championship contender. They don't even need TNT. like a star. What yeah. if they got? Didn't somebody just get NBA bought TV. out that they could still pick up? No, no. Oh, okay. No. What are you? What are you whispering to your remote control? Kevin? Well, now I'm going to NBA TV because uh, you mentioned watching a game, and I'm watching now Boston and the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks are beating the Celtics with five and a half to go, That's or four, right. five forty-eight. Sorry. Yeah, I've had weird dreams lately, Lindsay. You mentioned your dreams. Uh, you wanted to just dream big for your Cavaliers? Yep. I had a weird dream the other night, and uh, I was, like, shaking this guy's hand. But, like, he wasn't, like, giving me the kind of handshake I wanted. 
So I kind of squeezed his fingers, you know, like, hey, don't shake my hand like that. Like, I kind of squeezed him, you know. Turns out in the middle of the night, I'm holding on to Rachel's hand. I squeezed her hand. She's like, hey, woke up. Hey, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, how did I get a hold of your hand? I was dreaming. I was crushing this guy's hand in my hand. I was weird. been having some weird dreams lately. Anybody want to kind of dive into what that means? No, I don't know. What does it mean? I, didn't, I don't I was know. Kind of I worried, have no idea. I mean, do you want to have like a dream interpreter on the show someday? That would be helpful. I mean, we could do that. Be very helpful. I mean, I also wanted to have like a dog, a, a pet, pet psychic on the show. Okay. Sounds good to me. Do I have a couple bring... of magicians I'd like to bring on. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Let's do it. Okay. A psychic? A, a pet psychic. Yeah. Pet psychic and a magician. And a magician. Yeah. A me pet? and Cap will, yeah, we'll bring our dogs in and they can, you know, they can say what they're thinking. Hmm. He's going to probably be like, well, Jack wishes that you didn't have to take him in the shower with you when you're naked. Yeah, he'd probably also be like, hey, can I get some more of those CBD treats you keep giving me? Those are good for them. I guess so. Just chilling them out, I'll tell you that right now. Doesn't chase every bike rider in the neighborhood. <laughs> Carefully you know. bites. Yeah. All right, what's next? That's it for Big Deal or No Deal. That's All it. right, cool. I'm loving Big that... Deal or No Deal today. Yeah, excellent stuff. All right, coming up next. Cappy, yeah, I'm going to give you a little football. All right. little football, little football. dealer's choice. Football. It's going to be all your kind of segment coming up, okay? Okay, love it. But first, tell the folks about pickleball. Okay, well, that, I definitely want to talk a little more about my pickleball experience. I'll tell you that right now. Look, you came out last year for the Mandy's, and you had the time of your life. You came out last summer for the softball spectacular, and you had the best time ever. Well, guess what? We're doing it again, and we're doing it bigger and better than ever before. It's the inaugural Pickleball Madness Tournament. It's Saturday, March 18th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's at the Agape Pickleball Center in Miles Square Park in Fountain Valley. You can reserve your seats now at ESPNLA.com. It is open to the public. Come on out and have a great time with the whole ESPN 710 family. Thanks, of course, to all of our sponsors like Solo all Electric Car, um, Stretch Labs, who I, I absolutely love, and Islands Restaurants. There's going to be so much for your family to do, Papa Shot competitions, pickleball demos, a kid's zone. Hey, uh, moms and dads, put the kids in the zone. Come on over to the beer garden. There's going to be food and drinks, all complimentary, live DJ. We're going to have a great time. So mark your calendar now, March 18th, 10 a.m., Agape Pickleball Center in Fountain Valley. Get out here for the 710 inaugural Pickleball Madness Tournament. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This uh, this your groove, Cappy? Not mine. I got to be honest. I mean, I do. This does sound, you know, kind of like something that I would like. You know, something very sort of seventy-ish, disco-ish, kind of something. I like it. I also, George, really appreciate a great horn section. I mean, you give me a trumpet, <laughs> a saxophone, you know, maybe a French horn, certainly a trombone, a nice horn section. Very, very good. I do too. I like. There's that song from American Gangster uh, with Denzel. 
um, that I always say. There it is. Oh, my God. Wait a second. Laura. Yes. Did, did you know? Yes, he always asks yeah. What he this. was talking about by yes. that tune? Yes. <laughs> One, because he's talked about it since I've worked with him for whatever long now. So I know. We've had this combo before. Kathy. And we've had this combo with you before. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that, that George, I would never have gotten. I've been like, you mean that song that goes like. I mean, you just Google like American Gangster opening. Mm. Such a great movie, Kevin. Have you ever seen that movie? Funny enough, I have not. And someone just and you know what? Just mentioned it That's to me. They're movie. like, "Bros Weekend." Yeah, watch it, Bros Weekend. That's a Bros great, Weekend. Great movie. Yeah, oh, Bros Bros Weekend. This is this would be a good good film. Yes, to see? 100%. yes. Great yes. Let, me, let me American, American Gangster. 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 All right, I'm writing. Speak it, it into your little. Uh, speak it into your. Yeah, remote, uh, see yeah. if it comes right. up. Yeah, talk no, to no, your I'm putting it. I'm putting it into my phone right now. Make putting it on my calendar for Saturday night. First segment, let's see. Right now, Saturday night, Bros Weekend. It says Bros Weekend, Chris Rock, Netflix. And then in the next line, I'm going to write American Gangster. And you're going to be like, look, I got the whole the whole night planned out for us, buddy. And he's going to be like, yeah, I got to go see my friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I bring his friends to me. Yeah, do that. Do that, because that's, that's a good way to have, like, a cool, fun, fun dad bros bonding weekend. Yeah, I'm going to bro it out. Just movies, yeah. Like, you just do that. Saturday, March 4th. Bro. I mean, it's going to rain, I think. Uh, well, no, Saturday's not going to rain, actually. I don't feel like I mean, it's going to Oh, dude, rain Saturday, bro's forever. weekend. You got to watch John Jones. Oh, oh yeah. Bro. You got to watch that. Bro, John Jones. How could Chris Rock be going up against John Jones? Oh, well, that's like man. Until later. John Jones isn't going to be until like 10 30, 11 o'clock, right? Yeah. So, what time does Chris Rock start? Seven. Yeah, John Jones won't probably go to like 10. Like 9.30, 10 o'clock. 9 to 10 o'clock. In that range, it'll start. All right, now here's what my weekend looks like on Saturday. It says Bro Weekend, Chris Rock, Netflix, American Gangster, and then John Jones. I mean, this is a Saturday night. I don't think pizza. you're going to get all of that in, Cap. Well, I mean, I think American Gangster is probably the odd man yeah. out here. Yeah. Or you just put it on afterwards. Maybe i do it Sunday. There you go. I mean, what else you got to do on Sunday? I don't know. I got no football anymore. Speaking of football, the Bears, the reports are out. They're going to trade the number one pick. Who needs it the most, Cappy? Ooh, they're going to trade the number one pick. Um, see, I've been thinking that they might be trying to trade their quarterback. You know, No, no, the reports are they're keeping Justin Fields. Justin yeah. Fields good, man. No, he is good. He, he is a good player. The only problem is, is that you have a good player on a team that has the number one pick. Why do they have the number one pick? Because they're terrible. Good question, though. Who needs that number one pick? Colts. Mm. A lot of teams pick. need it. Colts is my pick. Colts, good one. 4-12 and 12 team. Houston Texans at 3-13, and 13, perhaps. Yeah, what do you think about but that? But I, I feel like Houston Texans are waiting. Like They seem to be like not in on these QBs for whatever reason. Hey, you know who, you know who could really, really use the number one overall pick? I mean, this is probably the number one team that could probably use it. The Chicago Bears. Well, but they can trade down and get a bunch of players. They need a lot of players, though. Right. I'm I'm semi joking that yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're three and thirteen and you've got the number one pick, you can really draft somebody that could impact you. But the problem is, is that everybody assumes that the number one overall pick has to be a quarterback, and you've already got one. Yeah. So 
trade down to somebody who needs that quarterback. Right, and you get that big dude from Georgia, the defensive tackle or something. Man, a lot or, of teams... or the kid from Alabama, Anderson, the the uh, you know the Von Miller type uh, pass rusher or something. You know, if we really, really went through the entire league, I, I could probably convince you that I'd say sixteen to twenty teams. This is off the top of my head. Could all use a quarterback, like that. That sixteen teams at least are probably unhappy with their quarterback situation. And so, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. So that's when you a, ask, I mean. Yeah, I mean, right, I mean, under truth serum, I think that there's, there'd be some that would lie to you in public. Right, but if you're Philadelphia, you're not worried about your quarterback situation so much right now. You've got Jalen Hurts. If you're the Cowboys, we talked about this earlier, you're saying what you're saying about Dak Prescott. But if you're the New York Giants or the Washington Commanders, I'm just thinking about this division as an example, might you be thinking, hey, we don't really, really have one of those guys. We have a guy. We don't have one of those kinds of guys. Right. Right. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just think it's going to be fascinating. I, so I saw this earlier, Jim Ursay. Somebody sent this to me earlier. Jim Ursay, mm-hmm. he, he's like talking about, because like, he's been openly talking about uh, Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. And Jim Ursay, tw- I think he tweeted out a picture. Was it a tweet or was it an Instagram post? It was something to the effect where he put out like a picture of him saying, I have had a great relationship with the Bears going back to the 60s. And it was him as a kid literally sitting on a bear like riding a bear i'm like bro how is that even safe like who thought that was a good idea <laughs> that's pretty funny um speaking of bears did here, you have I any found it here. did, did it you think did you think at all about cocaine bear this weekend because I, I, I couldn't i was in denver I, I was at a party on saturday night and um we were talking to another couple and we were saying that tomorrow we we're considering going to see 80 for Brady, not knowing that what the weather was going to be. And the wife said, oh, no, I want to go see Cocaine Bear. And I'm like, oh, OK, good, good. I, I, I'm happy to hear that people want to go see this movie. I haven't really put a lot of time into it, but I, I feel like we should go out and support O'Shea and go see it. Yeah, no, I do want to go see it. I will probably go. Actually, we ha- we're going to be off the next two days. So um, tomorrow, no, because I have around the horn, but. I will probably go uh, Wednesday and see it maybe during the day. Uh huh. Mm hmm. So I just tweeted the pick, by the way, of uh, Jim Irsay in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. So. Wonder if this is one of these like uh, drugged out bears that they bring to like a kid's party and they uh, toothless. Might have been. Yeah. With like, yeah, like, you know, back in the 60s, they probably, you know, there was no, you know, they it says were probably he's in the doing Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago. Yeah. And that bear looks like the bear's like 150 years old. Like, all right, kid, get on. Yeah. Yeah. Still a bear, bro. Bear going to go bear. I'm not messing with the bear. Pose no threat. Yeah. Yeah. Bear can still go bear. So no, no, you know, not, not going with that, you know, sorry. So, um, so anyway, Cappy dealer's choice. You got uh, two minutes. You got a two minute dealer's choice. Well, I want to just, uh, emphasize again that it's really important that, um, all four of us here, we decide what we're doing on Thursday for practice for pickleball. Because, again, I want to just say that I played pickleball yesterday. And the guys that I played with are very experienced pickleball players. And none of them are what I would consider to be great athletes. I just say that they're good pickleball players. Mm. And, George, there is so much strategy involved. You know? Like, we're going to have to really, and I don't even want to say it on the air, certain shots that we're going to have to work on, yeah, and we're so, going to have to do drop shots and things. I, You know, it's 
I, I get it. I've watched the YouTube videos. I know what I know what the strategy needs to be. You need to play closer to the net, and you need to have a strategy. Whether you're going to hit it at their body, or you're going to drop try to drop shot them to make them move right, like, or you want to lob it over their heads. Like, there's different strategy. I get it. Like, it's no different I'm, than tennis in that I'm, regard. I'm a little concerned though because you're you've only played one time. No, which, I and I'm not good at it. But my point is the strategy part. Yeah, I mean that's going to take practice, but. It's what I've been telling you for weeks that we're not going to win this thing because we're not going to have enough time to get good. Well, here's the thing. We have to at least as a team be on the same page about some very fundamental strategic things going on in the game of pickleball. Mm -hmm. And if we don't know these things going in, we're dead meat. If we at least know them going in, our world-class athleticism might take us further than Vegas expects, is all I'm saying. But we have to know certain fundamental things about the game, George. It's very important. Okay. Well, we'll work on that. All right, Thursday, we got to practice. Do we know what time it is? Yeah, yeah. I told you to be here at 10. Jeez. What? Too yeah, early too for you? Too too early? Too late? Uh, maybe, I mean, it's, I mean, maybe like eleven. Maybe I don't know. What, I mean, you could do eleven. It's fine with me too. But I'm just saying, like, you know, I mean, I mean, shower at your house afterwards or what? I mean, you could. There's a shower also at the TV building. I can get you one in there if you want. Well, you said the TV building, but then you said no. You know, you I could just put you on in the there guest and... list. I can put you on the guest list. It's okay. Fine. All right. I think he's canceling on you. Oh, I I've got it in my calendar. Hmm. Oh, okay. There you go. All right, we're done here, Cappy. Laura says we got to go. Because, you know, Slee's coming up. Slee's going to have all the latest on LeBron. It was supposed to be such a good day today. Yep, supposed to be. All these injuries, LeBron, mm -hmm. Lux. Yeah. I don't think Slee will be talking about Lux, though, during Lakers talk. That's just my guess. So, uh, Great job, Cappy. Uh, excellent you. work, Lindsay and Laura. Slee is up next. See ya.